Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Hello and welcome to Parsha's Va'era. As we continue our trek through Shemos and studying the words in the Ramban, which of course will help us for Pesach, but more importantly, will help us every day of our lives as we learn about Amunah Bitachon and Hashem and the foundations of our Torah Kedosha. So the first Pasuk in Va'era starts off, which is where the name of the Parsha comes from, Va'era al-Avram. Hashem is speaking to Moshe and says, I appeared to Avraham, El Yitzhak, El Yaakov, Mikhail Shakai. I always appeared with the name of Shakai. Ushmi Hashem l'nadati l'hem, but I have not uh, made known my name of Hashem, Yudke Vavke. And like Rashi brings down the famous Medrash, that Chaval al-da'avdin v'lo Hashem was lamenting that you, Moshe, are complaining, Lama Haros, Lama Zeh, why are you punishing and hurting my nation um, and not saving them? And you sent me to Paro and I only made things worse for them. And Hashem was saying that the Avos never questioned me, but you are questioning me. And so the Ramban brings down uh, his shita that he develops and he even says that he'll develop it further, which he does in Parshas Bukhukosai, Bazar Hashem. Hopefully we'll talk about it then as well. But for now, he just says that. When Hashem revealed himself to the Avos, so he always revealed himself as the person, Asher Ani Shodeid Bo Hamazalos, Ozer I'm the one that always helps out people. And that's the name of Shakai. I'm the one that helps you. We know Magin Avram, Hashem is a protector, etc. The, the name of Hashem, of Yudke Vavke, what does that mean? That is that I'm the one that creates all existence, and I'm the one that could change things as well. And that's what I'm going to reveal in Mitzrayim to the Jews as we begin our quest of Amunah Bitachon, that I, Hashem, am the one who takes care of the Jewish people, and I, Hashem, am the one who could change anything to be in line with my will, how I want things to go. And we know that Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim and the Ten Makos and everything that led up to it was a display of Hashem's awesome power to not only be in charge of watching the entire world and being cognizant and providing His providence being aware of every single thing that happens, but also being in full control of, of the world. And that's what Hashem revealed, and that's where our Amunah is based. And the Ramban says a very interesting comment, which a lot of the Rishonim talk about. And basically, the, the comment is asking the question of, why is Olam Haba, which we know is one of the tenets of our belief, because I'll tell us in Sanhedrin, and a person that denies Olam Haba it's a, is considered a kofer. We know that uh, the Ramban, the Rambam, listed off as one of the 13 tenets of our faith. And if it's so important, then why is it not mentioned in the Torah? Explicitly, at least. So this is a famous kasha that we've shown him uh, talk about. And the Ramban says that the schar that the Torah offers us, and even the punishment that the Torah offers up is, us, is always discussed uh, in earthly terms. Because all that Hashem does for us, in truth, any good thing that comes to us, and any bad thing that comes to us, is all nisa nistarim. Hashem doesn't do revealed miracles, but if he decides that someone should have lots of money, then he can make a way that this person will come across money. Either he'll give him success or something will happen that'll make him rich. And that's all done in natural means that a person that doesn't want to believe could deny it. And if Hashem wants to punish someone or cause distress to someone, Hashem could bring it in natural means. So there isn't an explicit miracle that opens up from heaven and delivers rewards or punishment. And that's the way Hashem runs the world. And therefore, because we're familiar with uh, the Minhago Olam, which Hashem created, so the Torah focuses specifically on Minhago Olam, on the way that the world goes around. 
And that's what we talk about specifically. The Olam HaNefesh, of course, is relevant and important. And Chazal tell us, and there's many Ramazim in the Torah, and it's part of our Mesorah, that Moshe Kibbal Torah Misenai, that's part of the Mesorah of what he accepted. Um, but the Torah itself does not explicitly talk about Olam Haba. And to put this in a little bit more perspective, I'm going to bring down the Chovos Halavos, who I think has a very, very nice, uh, Rabbeinu Bachia, Ibn Pekuda, has a very, very nice section in Shara B'Tachon about this. And he asked this question of, in Shara B'Tachon specifically, because he says that if we're supposed to believe in Hashem, that he's going to take care of us, well, then Olam Haba is really important. But then why is it not mentioned in the Torah? And just as a starting point, you could look it up. It's in uh, the fourth parak in Shara B'Tachon. So he brings seven answers as to why Olam Haba is not mentioned. And of course, these are all developed by him and by other Rishonim and other Mepharshim. Remember, uh, the Chobos Halavos is, is a early Rishon written in the 1000s. And uh, this is what he says. So answer number one, why Olam Haba is not mentioned. We have no idea what Olam Haba is, but we know very well what Olam Haza is, this world. And thus, that is what is discussed in the Torah. That's very similar to what the Ramban is saying here. Answer number two, we have a tradition directly linked to Moshe Rabbeinu, verifying the promise of Olam Haba. And, uh, of course, this needs to be developed more, which is, this is not the time and the place. But perhaps that is part of it, that Olam Haba is, is earned through following the Torah Shavuot, but also the Torah Shavuot, because the Gemara Suba says that Tal Oros Talecha, only someone who learns Torah and is Shaykh to Torah, will have a Shaykh as Mesim, which is why the Gemara asks, how are Nashim, uh, Nashim B'Mai Zachin, how do women merit it? So, um, or how do they merit a large Olam Haba? Because the Gemara says that there'll be more righteous women than, than uh, men. The Gemara says by encouraging their husbands and children to learn Torah, uh, that is how they get their Iker Schar. Of course, they get Schar for their own learning as well. And so it could be that that's what's being said here, that the Iker connection to Torah is connecting to the Das Torah, and they're the ones that create the reality. And um, therefore, that's an important part of a Torah. Answer number three, a generation of the Jews at the time of Kabbalah Satora, the Dar Dea in the Midbar, did not appreciate the future reward at this time and needed to hear that they would be, have a pleasurable Olam Haza in order to get them to accept Torah. So that's what the Torah stressed. And again, my dear Rebbe, Rabbi Asher Zelik Rubenstein Zatzal explained, of course, the, the Dar Dea or Tzadikim Gemurim. But the point is that each person on their own level, uh, when they connect and they start learning the Torah, their focus is, how is this going to give me a good world, a good life in this world? And when a person recognizes that Torah is not just an esoteric thing that brings us a good life in the future, but like the Mesiel Sisharim says, it's it's a good in this world and in the next. Like the Mishnah Nova says, Ashrecha Olam Haza, Olam Haba, that you can't forget about Olam Haza because that's what encourages us. And it's an important thing. Answer number four, we're already in debt to Hashem for all of this kindness that he does for us. And thus we cannot say to him that he owes us Olam Haba in the future. Answer number five that he says is Olam Haba is not for the outwardly fulfilled mitzvos, but rather it's for those fulfilled in the matzpah, the depth of our hearts. That is where it is earned for actions of true dedication and righteous intent. Thus, since it emanates from the hidden service, it remains hidden in the Torah. And like the Rambam says at the end of Pirish Mishnayis to Makos, that the Ikra Olam Haba is earned from a person that acts L'Shem Shemayim and does one mitzvah totally for the sake of Hashem, without any other influences and if we think about it, it's an awesome thing. But that is where greatness is born. Greatness is born in our rare moments of truth in our life, in our rare moments where we could step up to the plate and do something great, because that shows who we are at our essence. And those are moments and opportunities of greatness that Hashem provides us with. And we should always look out for them, because they're powerful and important. And this is where our whole Olam Haba comes from. 
Number six, since we are physical people and want physical pleasures, the Torah talks about the physical rewards promised to one who keeps it. So again, focus on that. And the last answer he says is, Olam Haba is closest to Hashem, and thus only a person with whom Hashem desires closeness will get it. There are psukim of Tevekas in the Torah, and thus inherent in those psukim is the mention of Olam Haba, which is a f- the fabric of Olam Haba, is connection to Hashem and Tevekas. And of course, there's many other Rishonim that develop these ideas and say other ideas, and many other answers from the Shlah and other people. But for now, uh, that is what the Ramban is starting to hint to. Moving on to Perak Vav, Pasuk Yud. It says that Hashem spoke to Moshe, Lamar, a very, very famous Pasuk. We find a similar Pasuk like this throughout the Torah many, many times. And so the Ramban brings down uh, from the Mepharshim, what does this word Lamar mean? And it's a famous Ramban, just an interesting discussion. So he starts off with the Radak from Sefer Ashrashim, that the, the Radak explains that the word Lamar that we find throughout the Torah, Lamar the Yisrael, it means to tell over to the Jews. And the word Lamar means to tell over. And that's how he explains it. However, uh, the Ramban has problems with this, doesn't like it, explains over there why he doesn't like it. And that basically a lot of times you find the word Lamar, it does not mean to say to other people. And so therefore the Ramban says that my pshat is that the word Lamar means clearly. Hashem said over these things clearly. And therefore, when Moshe would say it, it was a clear message and not a remez and not something that left anybody uh, confused. And so it means, Hashem spoke to Moshe, Lamar, with utter, he said over with utter clarity, but Amira Gemura, with a complete utterance, because Moshe was pale peh and not riddles, and therefore Moshe had perfect clarity. And this is important because we want to make sure that the Torah is being transmitted properly. That's what the word Lamar means according to the Ramban. Torah must be clear. Moving on to Perik Zion, Pasa Gimel, we find a very interesting thing, which is that Hashem says, I will harden the heart of Paro. And so what does that mean? And we've talked about this in the past. How could Hashem take away the Bechira of Paro? We've spoken about this uh, by the Brisbane Masarim, the Rambam and the Ramban. You could take a look over there. But um, so if Hashem hardens your heart, then what, what did you do wrong? And the Ramban says there's two answers to this question. One of them is that Paro was such a Russia, and he did so many horrific, painful things to the Jews that it it warranted that he should lose the uh, his free will. And the second shot is that um, the Mako started off because of his own mistakes that he made, and that he chose. It says by Chazikle Paro Hashem strengthened Paro, and by Yichbad Libo. But Paro is Libo. Paro was the one that hardened his own heart. And so, therefore, he didn't want to send them in honor of Hashem, but just because he was just in so much pain, and Hashem said, no, 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 no. You're going to send them out because I said so. You're not going to send them out because you're trying to get out of pain. And therefore, that's why it was, that's why he wanted to punish him and he hardened his heart until he would send him in honor of Hashem. Because Paro said, me Hashem. Who's Hashem? And that's the biggest insult to say that question. And so Hashem wanted to show him, oh, you're, you're going to know who Hashem is. And that's ultimately what happened. We know that Paro, according to the Medrash, went to Ninveh, became the king there. And he certainly knew Hashem when Yonah came and warned them that uh, they were going to be in trouble. He responded. Moving on to Parachas, Pasuk Vav. Uh, Paro is hit, and his nation is hit with Makos, Dam, Sabardea. And he begs Moshe, please get rid of the Sabardea, the frogs. And and uh, Moshe says, pick a time. And uh, Paro says, tomorrow. 
So it doesn't make any sense. Logically, the Ramban says, because normally a person who's in pain wants to get rid of the pain immediately. So why is he pushing it off till the next day? And so the Ramban explains, Ramban quotes from the Evan Ezra um, and from the Medrash that Paro thought that maybe uh, Moshe was just reading the heavenly signs and knew that it was going to stop now. And so he didn't want to give him that opportunity. So he said, all right, if you're, if you and God are in control of this, or you are in contact with this real God, powerful God, then make it tomorrow and not now. And of course, that's what happened. But the Ramban says that uh, that's not Pshat. The Pshat is that, that Paro understood that Moshe was telling him, um, pick a time, and that Moshe seems to be telling him, not now. And it needs to be at any other time. So Paro picked the most, so Paro picked the soonest time that wasn't that immediate time. So immediately tomorrow. There are Mepharshim that try to explain what the Ramban is saying. Of course, again, if you look at the Pasuk itself, um, that it, it implies that, that, that there was a little bit of time being asked for. Um, because Moshe said, Limasai, so give me a later time that I should pray for you. But of course, Paro misunderstood that. I explain this in a little bit of a psychological way, which is that if a person is in pain and they have given up hope, they often assume that the pain is going to last longer than it has to. And so Paro himself was stuck in that. Remember, Paro represents the Sahara, like Musil Sasharam says. Interesting, Musil Sasharam wrote Musil Sasharam twice, once when he was 32, once when he was 33. And when he was 33, that's the version that we that we most people use. Um, but Rabbi Sasson from uh, Cleveland put out a beautiful Pirish of the original one, which he found in Moscow in the library there. And that's the uh, Masil Sasharim version one, which is actually a conversation between a Chacham and a Chassid. It's very fascinating. And there it's Kabbalistic, um, as opposed to the one we have, which is also Kabbalistic, but it's Nister, it's hidden Kabbalism. And he says that Paro represents the Nachasha Kadmoni. That's what he says in the original. That, that, but which is the Yetzirah? That's the Yetzirah. Samach Mem, Hu Malchamavas, Hu Yetzirah, Hu Satan. It's all the same person. So the Yetzirah likes to try to make us give up hope. And so here, it, it like Mr. Sharm explains, Tichvad Havoda, make the Havoda harder and harder. When the Jews are about to give up, push them harder. That's what the Yetzirah does. He forces us, pushes us, and pushes us until it makes things hard and we're about to give up. And really, Amalekash, Baruch Azra, and Yachala, we always need Hashem to help us, or we would always fail. But Hashem comes to our rescue and helps us out. And so Paro himself fell for this. Paro himself was stuck in a negative mindset, which is what the Yitzhar is all about, negative mindset, neg- negativity. Like, And so therefore, Paro himself was giving up hope. Oh, we're always going to suffer. It's always going to be a problem. And now Moshe is telling me that it's going to stop whenever I want. And, and, I'm, and I'm interpreting his words to mean that I still have to wait and I still have to suffer. That's, that's the Yitzhar. Always self-sabotaging. Finally, last thought for today. Perak test Pasukid Beis. Vayichazik Hashem slave Paro. So what the Ramban explains an interesting psychological point again. That the first Makos, the Khartoumim, were Mishazik Paro. They would say, no, look, uh, we could do this too. It's not a big deal. But when it came to the this Maka of Kinim, the Khartoumim couldn't do it. And so the Khartoumim had nothing to say. And so Paro did not have outside encouragement of people telling him, this isn't a big feat. It's not a big deal. And so therefore, at that point, uh, Paro needed help to be able to be Mishazik himself. And that's what he did. He was Mishazik himself and said, I'm, I'm still going to fight it. And Hashem helped him because the way that a person wants to go, that's that's the road in life. And so we see an important point in life that sometimes people can encourage us and help us for the bad in this case. And sometimes we can encourage ourselves. And if we flip that around, because we always figure out the 
positive way to do things. We have the opportunity to, to A, surround ourselves with healthy people that encourage us to do Torah and mitzvos. Chazal tell us that kinos for tzaddikim is tov lahem and tov tzaddikim, tov olam. It's good for everybody, good for themselves and the world. And so, and, and there are times in life that we need to be mis- or ourselves. Like Rabbi Yonah writes in Perkeavos, this oris hacherim tovi lif yisha. But the best thing is when a person is mis- or himself, that'll last forever because then it's it's an internal mis- with Hashem's help. And that's what we're looking for. And there's just so many lessons we could learn. Every year we read the parshios of Sefer Shemos throughout the whole Torah. And there are so many treasures of lessons that teach us how to live life. We should be zocha to integrate them and to uplift our Avodah Hashem every single day. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.